I want it if it's you. I need it if it's you. Pour it out on me. Now, I want you to think about what you're saying right there. You're saying, Lord, if it's you, I want it. If it's not you, I don't want it. But if it's you, I want it. And watch this. If it's you, I need it. Come on. John, how many of you, I know the Lord gave you this song, but I believe the Lord's not going to give you something that's unnecessary. I believe whatever he's offering, I need it. Today is Pentecost Sunday. I want it. I need it. Watch this. Pour it out on me. So I don't want you just to listen to this song. I want you to sing it one time. And I want you to, to declare, Lord, whatever you have for me today, I'm going to get it. I don't know about my neighbor. I don't know about the folk behind me. I don't know about the folk in front of me. But if it's you, I want it. Somebody raise your hands and say, if it's you, I want it. Say, if it's you, I need it. If it's you, pour it out on us. Pour it out on us. Now sing it, everybody. Sing it, everybody. So come on, John. If it's you, if it's you, I want it. Now, now we're worshiping. In the back, raise your hands way back there, tell him. Way in the back. In the balcony. Raise your hands. Pour it out on me. I am supernatural. I want you to say that. Put your hand on your own chest and say, I am supernatural. Tell your neighbor you're so blessed to sit by me. Yes. You're so blessed because I am supernatural. You could have been sitting by that person up there, but uh, you're sitting by me. Today is Pentecost Sunday. Happy birthday, church. Amen. And I'm convinced today more than ever that we need to be a church that is filled with the power of God. If you don't believe that, just watch the news. Even with what's going on in London, and let me say this with clarity, 
We need peace, but how many of you understand this reality? There can be no peace without the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. How many of you know? Wave at me if you believe the world needs Jesus. Doesn't the world need Jesus? So, so today I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit and His power. We've got to be a people energized by the power of the Spirit. And I'm going to give you today the kind of truth that doesn't entertain. I'm going to give you the kind of truth that endues, that gets you powerful. Tell your neighbor, I'm about to get dangerous. Come on, I'm about to get dangerous. So we're taking our text from Luke 24, 49. Let me just say to preface this, uh, you by live stream, I'm so glad you're tuning in. We welcome you. I've heard from pastors from across the nation and around the world so excited about this Sunday. I'm a man who has held tightly to the reality that we need the Holy Spirit in the church. When a lot of people have decided that it's unnecessary and his work is unnecessary, I stand at Calvary and I say, if it's you, I want it. Hallelujah. How many of you are glad to be in a church that still teaches and preaches and lives the Holy Spirit? All right, Luke 24, 49. This is from the lips of Jesus. He said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. What is upon? It's two words, upon. He said, I'm going to send something and it's going to get up on you. How many of you want to get the Holy Ghost up on you today? He said, but Terry, someone say Terry. Terry in the city of Ormond Beach, oh, excuse me, Jerusalem, until you are endued with power from on high. And in Acts 2, we see the fruition of this. Now, when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Now, watch, I don't read anywhere where it fully went. It came. And if the Holy Spirit came, he didn't come to, to just visit. He came to stay. Hallelujah. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat down upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit glory to god gave them the utterance and then acts 4 31 said it when they prayed the place was shaken i want to preach for a few moments along these lines the shake that brings the shift how many of you would like the shake of the holy spirit to bring the shift in your life Feel that old time anointing. <laughs> Raise up your hands if you want to get in this anointing I'm about to teach you. And this, these are the messages that terrify hell because these are the messages that empower believers. Father, thank you now for thousands of people that are hearing your gospel, God, here and around the world in, in early service. They're hearing about the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray today that there would be a shake that would bring a shift in the lives of your people. In Jesus' name, somebody give the Lord the ovation of the morning. Come on, give him a shout. And be seated. There is a greater shaking and shifting coming into your life than you've ever seen by the power of the Holy Spirit in the next season. I decree and declare that in faith. The Bible said in Luke 24, 49, bear with me. I really want to unpack this thing today. If you're ready, shout, I'm ready. In the 49th verse, Jesus said, Terry, 
in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power. The assignment of the Lord was clear. He, he, he gave concise instructions. He said, I want you to tarry until you're endued with power. And the word tarry in the Greek, it means to sit down, wait, don't go anywhere. He said, I'm sending something. He said, there is more. Tell your neighbor there's more. I don't care how much of God you have, there's always more. I don't care how much you feel like you know about him, there's more to know. I don't, feel, I don't care how much power you feel like you have, there's always more power to have. He is limitless. And so Jesus instructed his followers to go and tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. There was more. There, there, there was more. Uh, some of you say, well, Pastor Randy, I thought I received the Holy Spirit when I was saved. And yes, you did. If you study it, you'll find out that when the disciples uh, walked in the fruition of the work of Calvary, that when they accepted Jesus and his blood washed them and made them clean, the Bible said Jesus breathed on the disciples and they were filled with the Holy Spirit at that moment of salvation. But see, then they were instructed to go to Jerusalem and tarry until they were endued with power. What I'm trying to tell you is this. If you've got saved, that's a great thing, but there is more. And I've made up in my mind, if there's more, I want it, I need it, and I can't live without it. Hallelujah. Jesus said, go and tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with power. This power was so important to Jesus. He was letting uh, the early church know that this Holy Spirit power is worth wanting and it's worth waiting for. Hear me in this room. I'm here to tell you this precious, powerful, real Holy Spirit is worth waiting for. Jesus would not even send his own out to preach and teach without this power. And it's amazing to me that many within the church today and many church leaders today are figuring that they don't need this power anymore. Many of our churches are spirit-filled in name but not in reality. They are spirit-filled in name but not in nature. They are spirit-filled in name but there is no spirit filling the house, no spirit filling the people. But I stand before you as a desperate man, as a hungry man who wants everything God has to offer. I want it for this house. I want it for you. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, if you don't want it, I want it for myself. Glory to God. Now, now it's amazing, as I said, how many of people are willing to unlive with, live without this power. They're, they're unwilling to, to do what it takes to have this power. Uh, and, and, and Jesus would not even allow his own followers to go forth without it. And check this out. The disciples walked with Christ for three and a half years. They had on-the-job training from the master himself. But they were not allowed to go forth in ministry without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They saw him heal the sick. They saw him raise the dead. They saw him walk on water. They saw him calm the seas. They saw him call Lazarus out of the grave. They saw him open the eyes of blind Bartimaeus. They heard every message that he preached. They saw his miracles and his wonders, but yet they were not even allowed to go out in ministry until they walked in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. He would not let them go forth until they experienced the powerful Holy Ghost endowment. 
common. And if they had to have the Holy Spirit's power, if they needed that power, how much more do we need that power? If John needed it, if Peter needed it, if Andrew needed it, if James needed it, how much more do we need it? I don't know about you, but I know and sure and am convinced that I have to have that power. Hear me in this place. There are some groups that teach you have to have this experience, this Pentecostal experience, this tongues experience, this full gospel experience. You have to have it in order to go to heaven. I say that's erroneous. I would say eh, wrong answer by a vow. Come on somebody. I would say that's not true because listen, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not about salvation. Salvation was taken care of at the cross of Jesus Christ. When you're washed in the blood, that gets you to heaven. You don't go to heaven because you talk in tongues. You go to heaven because you're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm preaching better than you're letting on, but that's okay. I said, you don't go to heaven because you talk in tongues. You go to heaven because you're washed in the blood of the Lamb. Anybody believe in the blood of the Lamb today? I believe in the cross of Jesus Christ. I go to heaven because of the cross of Jesus Christ. So here's the deal. You don't need the Holy Ghost to go to heaven. You don't need the Holy Spirit to go to heaven. You need the Holy Spirit to go to the grocery store. <laughs> you need the Holy Spirit to live with your wife. You need the Holy Spirit to, to help you not have the people on your job get on your last nerve and drive you crazy. Can I get a witness in the house? You need the Holy Spirit to overcome. You need the Holy Spirit to learn how to pray. You need the Holy Spirit to well up inside of you and pray the mind and the will of God. Glory to God. The experience of Pentecost was not about conversion. It was about provision. Hallelujah. He was providing something. How many of you know when you got saved? Saved, you not only got peace, you got war. Oh, God help me. And the Holy Spirit gives you power to do warfare. And here these disciples are. They're not even allowed to go out in ministry without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They could not be as effective as they were called to be without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They were called to do kingdom work. And write this down. Kingdom work requires kingdom power. Glory to God. Kingdom work requires kingdom power. And there is no greater kingdom power than the Holy Spirit's power. God has called you to do his work. And when he calls you to do his work, it's going to require his help. You can't do it without him. God's not going to call you to do something you can do all by myself. Come on, Mariah Carey. He's not going to call Jesus. He's not going to call you to do something you can do all by yourself. But what he's going to do is call you to do something that will require his assistance. It will require his power. That way, when things begin to manifest, when miracles manifest, when lost or saved, when your children come in, when the job opens up, when you get that breakthrough, when you get that situation shifting, when the church breaks into revival, when your family gets put back together, you don't walk around with the big head. You don't act like you've done it, but you say, I never could have done it without the kingdom power behind me. Let me tell you something. You are dangerous when you understand the power that you possess. You are dangerous when you understand that there's something inside of you that is greater than anything that's going on on the outside of you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus said in John 14, 16, I love to teach about the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He said, and I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper. Somebody say another helper. 
I get by with a little help from my friend. Come on, somebody. He'll give you, y'all don't get religious on me. I'll sing a bunch of songs before it's all said and done. But he said, he said, I'm going to give you another helper. The word another there is the word allos. It means the same as. Glory to God. Allos. I'm going to give you another comforter, another helper. Allos parakletos. He said, I'm going to give you another the same as me. He said, whatever I want for you, he's going to want for you. Whatever I would do for you, he's going to do for you. Whatever I would want you to have, he would want you to have. Whatever ability I have, he has. Whatever I can do, he can do. Whatever I can break, he can break. Whatever I can loose, he can loose. Whatever I can move, he can move. And I've done all I can do in this physical body that I've put myself in, Jesus says. So I'm going to send an alos paracletos, another comforter, and you will know him for he shall be with you and he shall be in you. He said when he comes, I'm going to put him inside of you. I'm putting El Shaddai inside of you. I'm putting more than enough inside of you. I'm putting Savior, healer, deliverer, provider, baptizer, ancient of days, holy one, chosen one, mighty one. I'm putting him inside of you. See, you can deny what gets on you, but you can't deny what gets in you. Some of y'all say, well, I can't really talk in tongues. I can't really walk in the Spirit until I hear my song. I got to hear my song. When I hear my song, and, and, I, and it's on the fourth stanza, Pastor, when I hear, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. When I've seen that the fourth time, oh, I feel a little tingle, and all of a sudden, there he is, and I can pray in tongues. No, 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 no. You're misunderstanding something. You don't have to try to gain access to the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit has already got access to you. Hallelujah. You don't have to try to find him. How you going to find somebody that's inside of you? You don't have to search for what you already got. That's why I don't have to be in church to speak in tongues. I can be at the Cracker Barrel and have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. What you've got to understand is you can deny what gets on you, but you can't deny what gets in you. It is he is in you by the Holy Spirit. You've got the way, the wonder worker inside of you. He said, I'm going to send you an allos paracletos. Paracletos is the word comforter, another helper. Now, that's a, that, number one, that's a law term. And it means this. It means a helper, a pleader, a defense. Glory to God. In those days, the paracletos, they would, they would gather people around and they would begin, the judge would start declaring what was wrong, what the, the infraction that the person was on trial for, the judge would stand there and he would begin to declare what was wrong. But then there were paracletos in the crowd. Somebody would speak up and begin to help and plead and defense. And your paracletos most often was your friend. Help me, Holy Spirit. Somebody who knew you but still loved you enough to speak up for you. <laughs> I'm glad he knows me, but he loves me enough to speak up for me. I wish I could find a church that would say amen. I'm glad he knows me, but he loves me enough to speak up for me. Maybe he did have an issue there, but you know what? Jesus washed him and made him clean, and, and you need to give him another chance because he is really, oh, come on. His destiny is greater than his dilemma. His purpose is greater than his problem. I'm glad I got a friend, a paracletos, somebody that will stand in my stead. He is an allos paracletos, but if you really study the word paracletos, paracletos is actually a Greek word. 
glorious term. When Greeks used to go in battle, they would go to battle in pairs. They would go to battle back to back. And the person that you went to battle with that had your back was your paracletos. You always wanted, to help me, Holy Spirit, to have a paracletos when you went into battle. Why did you need a paracletos? Because the paracletos saw the attacks coming that you could not see. The paracletos saw the spears and the arrows and, and the swords coming that you could not see. And see, the Holy Spirit says, I'm going to be your paracletos. In other words, I got you back. Hallelujah. When you pray, I've got you back. See, you can sit out there and act all cute on Pentecost Sunday and act like you got to where you are by yourself and you made it by yourself and everything that you've got, you prayed it in, you fasted it in, you believed it in, you made it through those hard times by yourself. You overcome that, that attack by yourself. But, but listen, baby, let me tell you something. The only reason you and I are here today is because of our paracletos. What does that mean? That means there were some attacks coming. You didn't even know we're coming, but the Holy Spirit prayed through you and they began to, to intercede and cut that attack short. See, you only praise over what you see. You only praise over what you can personally see with your eyes. But how many things has your paracleto said, not right now. You ain't going to touch her now. You can't have a son. You ain't going to kill her daughter. Oh, come on, somebody. You ain't going to assassinate their son. I need somebody right now who's thankful for everything the Holy Spirit dealt with that you don't even know anything about. The Bible said he prays mysteries. He prays mysteries. That's things we don't even know. Attacks we don't even know. Issues we don't even know. Problems that we don't even know. Some of you right now, the devil had you in his sights. He said, I'm going to take you down. I'm going to destroy your family. I'm going to destroy your son. I'm going to destroy your life. But there was something that welled up inside of you called the Holy Spirit, Paracletos. And oh, glory to God. That's why... There is victory in the camp. Give the Lord a praise. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. He's got you back. He's got you back. He's got you back. This lady said, I'm going to sow into that. Glory to God. I pray blessings as you sow in the name of Jesus. One, two, three. Give the Lord a shout of praise. My, 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 how many doors have you prayed open you didn't even know to pray about? So, so here's the deal. The Holy Spirit brought power. Somebody say power. The Bible said, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Power. Power is the Greek word dunamis. It's where we get our English word dynamo, dynamic, or dynamite. Come on. It means miracle power. It means explosive power. You know, years ago, back when you had to work really hard at school, before Google, when you actually had to go to the library and you had to hunt your books down, how many of you ever had to open an encyclopedia when you were in college? Lord, have mercy. And these kids now, they just Google it. And we had to go, remember you had the, you had the card, you would open up the, the drawer and look at the card and find your number and look all around, where y'all at? 
Oh, y'all ain't 12. In them days, man, you had to work hard. And then you thought, you thinking, man, how am I going to write this out and not plagiarize this encyclopedia? Well, that's all right. I'm preaching better and you're letting on, but that's the truth. You're trying to figure out how to put all this complicated stuff in your own words. And we didn't have Google or nothing. We didn't even have nothing. These kids are sitting there on their phone and write a paper. We had to write a paper from scratch. Come on, somebody. And type it on a typewriter. How did you deal with your mistake? Something called whiteout. You, you painting it on the top. Oh, shoot. I was reading about dynamite in the encyclopedia. I opened it up, and dynamite was called this. Dynamite, the invention that changed the world. Dynamite, dunamis. Dynamite. Dynamite. I read about dynamite, dunamis. Interchangeable. Greek, English, dynamite, dunamis. Dynamite, the invention that changed the world. It said dynamite can make roads where there were no roads. Dynamite could blast apart obstacles. Dynamite could take the tops out of trees. Dynamite could level mountains. Dynamite could make a road in a wilderness. Dynamite could make a way out of no way. Oh, my God. So the Lord said, I'm going to put something inside of you that is like spiritual dynamite. It'll make a way out of no way. It'll blast apart an obstacle in front of you. It'll deal with your issues. It'll deal with your problems. It'll make a road where there is no road. It'll get the mess out of the way so you can walk where you... Oh, Jesus. I dare somebody who believes you've got some spiritual dynamite in you, give the Lord a praise right now. Hallelujah. Touch your neighbor and say, boom. God's about to blow some things up. God's about to blow some things up that have been binding your son. God's about to blow some things up that have kept you in a financial season. You don't belong. And God is about to blow some things up in your family. Give God a praise if you believe you've got dynamite in you. Now, the man who invented dynamite was a guy called Alfred Nobel. Come on now, Alfred Nobel, hence we get the Nobel Peace Prize from the man who invented dynamite. Ain't that a trip? Come on, somebody. But, but dynamite, this, this, this man, Alfred Nobel, he invented dynamite, but he worked with something called nitroglycerin. Mm. Nitroglycerin gives dynamite its explosive properties. And so this man, Alfred Nobel, he would try, he was doing these experiments and he was blowing things up. Everywhere he worked in cities, he was blowing things up. And they finally said, you can't work in our city. He was run out of town after town because it got loud and it got rowdy and it got intense. Help me, Jesus. You know, sometimes when you get in a real church where there's real power, it might get loud. It might get rowdy. It might get intense. Glory to God. You might hear some noise in the house. You might hear some explosions in the house. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to a church where there's not a little bit of dynamite in the house. I, uh, nitroglycerin. He worked with nitroglycerin. It was so explosive. The properties were so intense that it was difficult for him to deal with. They would run him after, out of town, after town, after town, after town. You can't be here. You can't be here. You're too dangerous. You can't be here. You're too noisy. You can't be here. You got too many issues. You got to go somewhere else. 
finally he goes out and he's on a barge in the middle of, I believe it was the Mississippi River. He's out there and he's working on this barge and he's working on, on this dynamite. And, 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 but the problem was he couldn't find anything that would be able to contain it. He couldn't find anything. Every time he tried something, he could, rock couldn't contain it. Glass couldn't contain it. Wood couldn't contain it. He would pour it in there and he could never stabilize it. He couldn't make it work. It wouldn't work until he put that nitroglycerin in earth. When he put it in earth, when he put it in clay, when he put it in earth and wrapped paper around it, suddenly the earth could hold it. The, the clay could contain it. You know, you and I are actually made of earth. We are made of the dust of the earth. So here's what God said. God said, I'm putting this spiritual nitroglycerin in earthen vessels. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. A building can't contain it. A denomination can't contain it. A philosophy can't contain it. He said, I don't put it in philosophies. I don't put it in denominations. I don't put it in buildings. What I put it in is earthen vessels. And when I put it in earthen vessels, they become explosive. When I put it in earthen vessels, no weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper. I got something inside of me that'll make a road out of no road, a way out of no way, that'll blast apart what's in front of me. One, two, three, give God a praise. Somebody say dunamis. Tell two people boom, boom, boom. My God, isn't that good? The baptism of the Holy Spirit brought power, dunamis power, and they waited on it. It was important to them. For what the early church had to do, their own power was insufficient, but when they realized the Holy Spirit's power, they were empowered to change the world. Listen to me, the power to change the world comes from the Holy Spirit. I have pastors who follow me and who are connected to me now across America and around the world. I've got so many texts to text today. People saying we're looking for the fire. We're looking for power, pastor. Young pastors that we now have the privilege of influencing, and I'm so grateful. But if there's a pastor taking time in another time zone and you're not preaching and you're watching me right now, I want to tell you the power to change the world does not come from clever programs. It does not come from skinny jeans are nice suits. It don't help me, Holy Spirit. It does not come from man's skills or man's denominational uh, guidelines. It does not come from man's abilities. But the power to change the world comes from the Holy Ghost. When that power hits a man and hits a church and hits a people, give God a praise if you want that power. All these are good. Listen. Programs are good and buildings, thank God for them, but the power to change the world comes from the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, tarry until you be endued with, in Jerusalem, until you be endued with power. And much of the church is powerless because they refuse to wait on God. They've got time for everything else, but they're not waiting on God. The power didn't just come because they were believers. Listen to me. The power didn't just come because they were believers. The power came because they obeyed God and they waited on God. 
and many are happy with just a little tingle. If I can just feel him every once in a while. But let me tell you, it's going to take more than just a tingle to rescue a world entangled and strangled and wrangled by the devil. It's going to take power from on high. I make a little noise if you want power from on high in your family and in your life. Let me hear from you right now. You want that power, give him praise. So here's what I know. The New Testament church never moved forward without the Spirit's power, and neither will we. Oh, church, we, we get so concerned about this power, and we think in our own limited thinking that this is about a personal blessing. And there is no denying that the power of the Holy Spirit will bless us personally. I thank God for every personal blessing that the power of the Holy Spirit has brought to my life. But the real outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the real power of the Holy Spirit is more than just a personal blessing. This is power that can bless your whole family. This is power that can bless your children. This is power that can bless your children's children. This is, come on somebody, this is power that can set the captive free. This is power to change the world. They receive the power, listen, of proclamation. So many act as, the, as, as if the baptism of the Holy Spirit is just for a personal blessing. It's so much more than that. But understand this, don't get the big head and act like you're better than everybody else because you speak in tongues and you walk in that power and they don't. Because the enemy uses that to divide us from fellow believers. The enemy uses that to keep us divided from people who aren't walking in the fullness of that power. But understand this, we are not better than them. We are not, we are not better than them. We are not superior to them. Here's what I know. The baptism in the Holy Spirit does not make me better than anyone else. It makes me better than myself. Oh, you better, that, that's tweetable right there. Can I get a witness? The baptism of the Holy Spirit does not make me better than anybody else. It makes me better than myself. Listen, when I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm a better me. It makes me a better me. I am so much more when I'm filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, check it out. The Bible said in, in Acts 2-4 that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. Check it out. As the Spirit gave the utterance. Now, here's the million-dollar question. I know what some of you are thinking. Why tongues? That's a little bit weird, Pastor. I mean, I like your church a lot. It's really cool. But when people next to me start saying, she came on a Honda, she left on a Yamaha, she came on a me out. Time about tie on time about tie. I don't know what. Kickstarter Kawasaki. Kickstarter Kawasaki. Kickstarter. That freaks me out. Come on. Why tongues, Pastor? I would be cool with it if it was something else. Maybe do jumping jacks. Maybe shake your head ten times and you've got the Holy Spirit. Maybe turn around five times. Why couldn't it be like that? Why in the world does it have to be tongues? Makes my hiney tight. Come on, somebody. You ever had your hiney get tight in church? The preacher says something you don't like, like right now, and you just, whoo, you just draw right up. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. I am the king of giving the tight hineys. Praise the Lord. 
Because I'm like the Holy Spirit. I came to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comforted. Hallelujah. I think you need to hear messages that challenge you, that call you up. You say, Pastor, why tongues? Well, I believe I have some fresh insight for you. Look at James 3. The Bible said in verse 6, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. Check it out. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body mm -mm, and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. No man can tame the tongue. The word tame there means to restrain. It means to curb. It means to keep it under control. Listen to the scripture. James, the brother of Jesus, said no man can tame the tongue. This is so true. Nobody can really tame the tongue, no matter how saved you are. It's quiet in here, but people don't talk much under surgery. Uh, uh, no. Listen, I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how much Bible you know. I don't care how spiritual you think you are. Your tongue is always on the verge of getting loose. Your, your tongue, your, your tongue. Sometimes you just are like, what are you saying? Shut up. And you're like, how many of you would admit that there's been a lot of fires started by the tongue? There's been a lot of issues started by the tongue. See, see, the truth is nobody can tame the tongue. I don't care who you are. Your tongue is always on the verge of speaking craziness. You're always on the verge of speaking doubt, speaking defeat, speaking fear, speaking negativity, speaking sickness, speaking death, speaking depression. I mean, God can be moving for you and then bam, 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 bam. Come on. In one minute you're praising God and, and then you, oh, come on. There's a mess in your mouth. There's always something trying to get in your mouth. Some of y'all got a cuss in your mouth. Yeah, Jesus. And you're all, you've been speaking in tongues in the service. Oh, yeah, if it's you, I want it. If it's you, I need it. Speaking in tongues. And you get out in the car and you get a text and you say, my God, rick em, frick em, shick em, shick em, shick em, rick em, frick em. Come on, that's called cartoon cussing. Can I get a witness? You're like, rick'em, frick'em, shick'em, rick'em, 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 rick'em. You know why? Because there's a mess in your mouth. I don't care how I'm preaching better than you're letting know. There's always something trying to get out of your mouth. Doubt, to fear, negativity. My children will never be saved. I can't do that. I'm not able to do that. The devil is a liar. God said, I knew you would struggle with your mouth. I knew you could get everything. You, sometimes you get everything else under control. You ain't sleeping around. You ain't messing around. You, you ain't acting crazy. But just your mouth, just your mouth, just, just your mouth, just your mouth. You run your mouth on social media. You run your mouth to your friends. I'm going to jump down there and shout myself down, but I, I'll be through it just a minute. But if you can get yourself up under control and say, God, I have a tendency with my mouth to say negative things. The Lord said, that's okay. I'll send a power that will tame your tongue. Hallelujah. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, there's no doubt coming out, no fear coming out, no negativity coming out, no depression, there's no defeat, there's no sickness. You know what I'm doing? I'm praying the mind and the will and the plan and the power of God. I'm praying the call of God. I'm praying what I need to pray. You know, it's like the Holy Ghost says, now listen, you prayed everything you know. Now move over and let me pray the mind. 
and the will of God. How many of you are thankful for some of the stuff you prayed for that did not come to pass because the Holy Ghost got inside of you and prayed you into sanity. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit tames your tongue. See, the tongues are important. And the Holy Spirit fixes the mess in our mouth. Tell your neighbor he's preaching to you. <laughs> Come on. Say, he's preaching to me too. Now, watch this. Tongues are the initial physical evidence of the baptism of the Spirit, but it's not the only evidence. How many of you know people that are filled with the Holy Spirit, but they're still mean as a junkyard dog? I believe when we are really filled with the Spirit, when we are really filled with the Spirit, it changes the way we act, the way we react, the way we respond. Now, look at this. Check this out. The Bible said, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Now, in this text, God showed me the process. Somebody say the process. See, no one escapes the process. There was a divine process that was in place for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I've been in the upper room many times, and I want you to understand something. The upper room where the Holy Spirit fell was also the place where they did the Last Supper with Jesus. Isn't it ironic that Passover comes before Pentecost? Come on, somebody. That you have to be washed in the blood before the Holy Spirit can fall on you in, in the way that he wants to. But hear me. No one escapes the process. There was a process leading up to Pentecost. And here's a few steps. Number one, there was the right time. Somebody say right time. The Bible said, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, huh, they were all with one accord in one place. Now, the Bible says when the day of Pentecost was fully come. With God, timing is everything. Right time is essential. You can desire a right thing, but it can be at a wrong time. See, never try to force a right thing at a wrong time because it will always fail. Timing was everything on the day of Pentecost, and it is so even today. That power did not manifest until the right time period. This promise of Pentecost, hear me, had been made many years before. And listen to what Peter declared in Acts 2. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocking said they are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose. Since it is the third hour of the day that he said it's nine o'clock in the morning. Ain't nobody been drinking at nine o'clock in the morning. You ought not be drunk anytime, but especially at 9 a.m. Come on, somebody. He said, these are not drunk as you suppose, but this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. This prophetic promise of the outpouring of the Spirit's power was delivered 600 years earlier, but it did not manifest 
until the right time. Timing is everything. The Bible said when the day of Pentecost had fully come, I want to tell you timing is everything. It was that way. There was a 600-year-old promise, but God's timing brought it to pass. And the devil has some of you discouraged in here. He has some of you in anxiety and worry because some things have not happened yet. And you think it's a matter of resources. It's a matter of influence. It's a matter of money. It's a matter, it's a matter of education. It's a matter of opportunity. But God brought me here to tell somebody it's not a matter of money. It's not a matter of education. It's not a matter of influence. It's not a matter of opportunity. It's just... It's just a matter of time. In the fullness of time, everything God has promised you is going to come into reality. That relationship, those children getting right, that son being filled with the Holy Spirit, that finding that, oh Jesus, I wish I could talk to somebody. Some of you don't know right now, you're getting ready to step out of one season of time and into the fullness of time. When the fullness of time had come, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit manifested. Who am I talking to right now? The Holy Spirit said it's time for you to get ready to step out of the tick-tock of time, step out of just surviving, and you're going to step into a moment that God had set up for you even before you were born. Hallelujah. God, I need to stay on my nose, but tell your neighbor, say neighbor. You can sit there if you want to, but I need a minute to give God praise. Tell him I feel like it's about my time. It's about my time. It's about my time. It's about my time. It's about my time, Courtney. It's about my time. Oh, Jesus. It's about my time, baby. It's about my time. It's about my time, Josh. I've held on. If he'll keep a 600-year-old promise, he'll keep every promise to me. Somebody say right time. Number two, watch this. Right attitude. Right attitude. See, how you act while you're waiting is very important. The Bible said, and when the day of Pentecost had fully come, I read nowhere where it fully went. He said, wait for it. Now, he said in Acts 2, 1, they were all with one accord. Now, I've said for years, attitude determines altitude. How many of you know people who have missed great times in God because they had such a nasty attitude? Preach, Pastor Rayleigh. But hear me, essential to the visitation of God was right attitude. The Bible said they were in one accord. That word one accord is, is harmo, where we get our English word harmony. It means together. They were together in purpose, together in pursuit, together in prayer, together in praise, together in passion. They were together. And see, that's what happens in this house. We get together. This is a church where we come together. Every color under the sun is coming together. Look around you. Everybody don't look just like you. We come together. Glory to God. See, see here, we we are, we are dangerous when we get together. We, we are dangerous when we come together. The devil hates this gathering more than he hates anything because we are different from one another, but yet we are together. We don't all live the same. We don't have the same skin color. We don't have the same background, but we are together. Mm. 
I'm tired of hearing people say, you know, I'm in unity, and everybody you hang out with is just like you. That ain't called unity, baby. That's called sameness. Unity is when you hang out with folk who ain't just like you, but yet God brings you together, and you are able to see the supernatural power of the Lord manifest in unity. Uh. That's what makes Calvary dangerous. We've been here a long time. I came here, they say, you'll never be able to build a multicultural church full of different races and faces and backgrounds and people. You'll never be able to do that, but here we are 20 years later, and look what the Lord has done. And we come in here, and we're different. We're not all the same, and we're a big church. But mark this down. Satan doesn't fear a big church. He fears a united church. Oh, glory to God. He's not afraid of a big church. He's afraid of a united church. And when united people come together in great diversity, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Anything can happen. Psalms 133, behold how good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil that came down upon the beard, upon the skirts, upon the edge of Aaron's garment. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commands his blessing, even life, forevermore commands 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 he said if I can find the people in unity I will command my blessing even life forevermore command a commanded blessing a commanded blessing when I get in unity I get underneath a commanded blessing see that's the beauty of this church some of y'all came to this church and years ago you said I'll never go to a church like that you said I'll never come on somebody I'll never go to a rowdy church like that. I'll never, Jesus help me, Holy Spirit. I'll never go to a loud church like that. I'll never go where there's a sweating preacher. I'll never have a cracker for a preacher. Come on. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Y'all sit out there and be cute. I'll never have a man like that lead me. I'll never, no, 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 no. I'll never be in a church where they talk in tongues. But yet, here you are today. And you know why? Because there's unity in the house. See, when you call the EMT, when you call the EMT, you don't care what color he is. You don't care if he's red, yellow, black, and white, tall, or short, thin, or fat. You just say, get in my house and help me be able to do what I... Some of y'all are here today, and you say, preacher, I don't care if you're green, red, orange, or light blue. Just give me what I need to defeat the hell that tries to come in my life. And what's this? It is this atmosphere that brings the commanded blessing of the Lord. It is this atmosphere not the atmosphere of sameness. Oh, I would mess up your hair if I wouldn't get in trouble. But it is the atmosphere of diversity. It is where diverse people come together that the Lord said, I can do my best blessing in that atmosphere because people are putting down their differences and they are coming together around me. Command, command in the Hebrew, it means to throw down a blessing like a pitcher, throw into a catcher. It is a blessing that is sent to a certain place. And oh, Jesus, some of y'all don't know it, but you are under the commanded blessing of the Lord because you are in a place of diversity. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, my blessing is commanded by God. Holler at your neighbor and say, neighbor, my blessing has to obey the Lord.
give the Lord a shout right now. Walk with me a minute. Ah, hallelujah. I'm walking with a Mexican brother. What's your ancestry? African-American man. Step up here, Don. And a hot-looking white woman. Come on, come on, skirt. What's your ancestry? He said, I'm a mutt. I'm everything under the sun. Chinese, black, white. Let me tell you, you represent this church. And God said, this is what I'm going to bless. This is what I'm going to bless in the last days. This is where I'm going to command my one, two, three, give the Lord a shout. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, you just sit there. Say, you just sit there. But I got to take a 10-second praise break because I'm getting under the commanded blessing of the Lord. I don't know, this little boy said, I got to come up and get in all of it. He brought his mom up here, what's his name? Lord bless Daniel in the name of Jesus. He said, I'm feeling something, I got to come up. Don't freak out about it, give God praise for Daniel. Stand up, stand up. There was, there was right time, somebody say right time. Somebody say right attitude. And then the Bible says that they were in one place. <laughs> they were in one place. Acts 2.1, push your neighbor and say, right place. Lord, have mercy. See, you could have been anywhere else today. Some of y'all could have been. Okay, I'm glad you're back. Go over here and sit down right now. Or you can stand, but stand right here. Praise God. I love you, but I'm going to finish preaching. And Daniel, you're going to like it. Hallelujah. But check it out, hallelujah. Somebody say right place. Some of y'all could have been anywhere. You could have been a universal. You could have been at the mall. You could have been at Walmart. But the Bible said they were in the upper room. And if they would have been down the street, they would have missed it. If they'd have been in Samaria, they would have missed it. But they were in the right place. Tell your neighbor you're in the right place. Give God a shout right now. They were in the right place and suddenly. Now the word place there is a very powerful word. The word place there, bring it up. It is, it is, the, it is the Greek word epi. It's where we get our English word epicenter. It literally, come on, bring it up in the back. I want them to get this. Come on, skip down with me. Hang out with me in the back. Come on, here we go. Bring up epicenter. Epicenter is this. It's the place most likely for a shaking and a shifting. The place most likely for seismic activity. It's the place for a moving. It's the place for a shaking. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. You're in the epicenter. You're in the place most likely for a shaking. I don't know about down the road. I don't know about another city, but in Ormond Beach, at 1687 West Granada Boulevard, you walked into the place most likely for a shaking. God's about to shake this house. 
He's going to shake your children. He's going to shake your family. He's going to shake your finances. He's going to shake your world. Shake this house, Holy Ghost. This is an epicenter. This is a place in, in this part of the world where God moves. <laughs> this is a place where God stirs. This is a place where God, his spirit brings a shaking. Wherever God shakes, he shifts. Somebody's about to shift into overdrive. You're about to shift out of depression and into joy. You're about to shift out of poverty and into plenty. Shift out of sickness and into healing. Why would you say something like that? Because I got dunamis inside of me. God said, I'm about to shift things legally. Cases are about to be turned over. God said, I'm about to restore things in your life. Some of you lost homes in, in the economy. God said, as you walk in the fullness of my spirit, I'm about to give you everything back you thought you lost with interest on it. But it happens in an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit is being poured out. Right time. Right attitude. Right place. In those moments, the Bible said that the Holy Spirit fell. 2,000 years ago, the upper room was the epicenter, the place of shaking, the place of spiritual seismic activity. And today you are in an epicenter. You are in a place most likely for shaking. Shh. Aren't you tired of trying to fight it by yourself? Aren't you tired of trying to deal with it by yourself? The Holy Spirit, he's your alos paracletos. He prays through you the mind and the will of God. He is the most present part of the Godhead, and he's in you. And if you've not been filled or you need to be refilled, today is your day. That same power that hit that upper room is about to hit this room. It's about to be, you say, well, Pastor, you've gotten quiet because I want to talk to you now. That power is going to hit here, and it's going to touch the multitudes by live stream right now. Whew. I want everybody to take your hand and place it on your heart right now. Everybody pray this after me. Pray, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, please forgive me for all my sins. Take my heart. Wash it clean in your precious blood. Amen. That's all you need right there. You don't have to join the church. You don't have to be a part of a denomination. All you need right there is salvation. Tell your neighbor, now I'm qualified. I'm qualified. I'm qualified. With heads bowed and eyes closed you're in this room and you'd say, Pastor, I need to be filled or refilled with that power. I want to pray 
with that power. I want to pray mysteries. I want hidden doors to open. I want obstacles to move. I want the allos paracletos. I want, I want the Holy Spirit to pray through me. I want to be filled or listen. I need to be refilled. I haven't spoken in tongues in a season, maybe a week, a month, three months, six months, a year. But I need a fresh touch today. If you're here in this room and you'd say, Jim Rayleigh, I want to be filled or refilled with the Holy Spirit. Raise your hand right now. Raise it. Hands in every section. Hold it up. I want a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost in my life. I need something fresh today. I need, a, I need a fresh indwelling. Hands across the room. Now, here's the deal. If you raised your hand, or maybe you didn't, but if you raised your hand, for sure come. But if you didn't, and you want to be filled or refilled, you're about to receive power from another world. Come up here quickly right now. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. Hallelujah. Rejoice as people come. You're already qualified now. You're already qualified. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, why don't you keep clapping? Because they're coming by the hundreds. Oh, come on. Feel this whole front. Help them feel that whole area. Bring them down. I don't want anybody in the aisles. Come on. Keep clapping. They're going to keep coming. Don't you miss your moment. If you need a fresh touch, come right now. Come right now. We're about to, God is about to release supernatural all in this house. God, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Keep clapping because there's some there saying, should I go or should I not go? Should I go or should I not go? You need to come. You need to come. You need to come. I'm not going to let you leave without this. You need to come. Hallelujah. I love you enough to press you a little bit. You need to come. You need something fresh. That's it. Bring those children. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to wait. I'm counting down from 10. If you need to come, come now. 10, 9, 8. That's it. That's it. Scores of you. Begin to move right now. 8, 7, 7. Keep clapping. They're still coming. Clap like it's your daughter coming. Clap like it's your son coming. Clap like it's your mother coming. 5. That's it. 4. Three, come on, keep rejoicing. Heaven is about to fall in this house. Upper room in this house today. Three, two, one. Now, here's the deal. We're about to move. It's going to come so quick. It's going to come so powerfully. But if you're, all, if you're here in this audience and you say, I've already got that power, and you've got some, you've got some power to spare, how many of you know when somebody collapses and, and they expire, you don't get a dead body and throw up on them, but you get somebody who has some, who has some breath in them, some pneuma, some spirit in them. How, how many of you know that when your car battery dies, you don't push another car up there with a dead battery to charge the battery up? but you get a car up there that's got some power in it. 
Is there anybody out here who's got some fresh power? Freshly, come on. I want all of you that's got fresh power, come up and stand behind these. We're gonna have, we're gonna have Pentecost across this room today. Come on, begin to move right now. Begin to move right now. We're gonna have revival today. We're gonna have revival today. We're gonna have revival today. Resuscitation today. Glory to God, I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. If you've got something, you can just lay hands on somebody who's laying hands on somebody who's laying hands on somebody. Now, let me give you some instructions. I need everybody to listen. And Pastor Don said in first service, they were already talking in tongues so loud people couldn't hear. So I need you to shh just for a minute because I'm going to give you some instructions. Listen, watch this. This is not complicated. This is not something you or I earn or deserve. So stop thinking I'm not good enough for it. Stop thinking it's not for me. Push that out and say the devil is a liar. If it's you, I want it, Lord. You, you, you can't earn anything. I can't earn anything. Uh, number two, understand that it is power from on high. But you say, well, Pastor, I'm still struggling with the strangeness of speaking in tongues. It's kind of out there. Well, let me remind you of what you already believe, okay? You already believe in a man that you've never seen that walked the earth 2,000 years ago. You believe that his mama got pregnant and never had sex with a man, but the Holy Ghost conceived inside of her. Lord, have mercy. You believe that he was supernaturally born and lived for 30 years and never sinned. You believe that he went into ministry and he walked on water. You believe that he healed the sick. You believe that he called dead folk out of the grave. My God, you ain't even never seen him and you believe that he did all that. You believe that he's a healer, a way maker, and a wonder. You already believe that. You, not only do you believe that, you believe he died on the cross and you are washed in his blood. You believe his blood has washed you. You already crazy. You believe that he's in heaven right now, seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession. And here's what you believe. You believe that there's going to be a trumpet blast one day, and he's coming back again. You already believe that. So since you already believe all that, if he can do all that, why is Why is that even a stretch? You already believe the supernatural. You already, who already believes that? I'm asking you to believe this. Believe it like I believe it. John, I believe it to my core. I believe it with every cell of myself. I, I believe it with every molecule of my being. I believe it with every breath in my lungs. I believe it with every thought in my head. I believe it like I believe in the cross. I believe in the Holy Spirit. That's why I can't be talked out of it. I can't be talked out of this experience. I can't be talked out of bringing people to this. I believe it with everything I have. Now listen, the Bible said that they spoke 
as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Some people stand there and they wait to beam out of their body. But you're not going to beam out of your body. You're going to be fully aware every moment of what's going on. How many of you have filled with the Holy Spirit? You know what I'm talking about. The Bible said they spoke as the Spirit gave them the utterance. What does that mean? That means that the Spirit is inside of you giving you the words to say. That, that means that, that, that there'll, there'll be words. Might be one word. Might be two words. Might be several words that will come into your mind. And it won't make sense to you. And the enemy will say, you can't say that. You can't say that. You can't say that. That doesn't make sense. But the Bible said it is an unknown tongue and no one understands it. The devil doesn't want you to speak it because the moment you speak it, he doesn't understand what you're saying and you've got a direct line to heaven. Mm. You're saved by faith. You're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit by faith. Nobody's going to say it for you. What you have to say is when the Lord drops that one word, two words, five words, three words, whatever it is, when he drops that thought, that one, that one word, that two words, that three words, you got to get out in faith and say it. And I'm telling you, as you say it, there's a river that's going to open up in your life and you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, what you have to start right now is just practice. Practice by saying something. Say, hallelujah. Come on. Raise your hands and just begin to worship him. Raise your hands. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. Magnify you, Lord. Come on. There you go. Just, just get that mouth moving. Get that mouth moving. Get that mouth moving. I glorify you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Just start saying hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, you're starting worship. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's already filling the room. He's already about to fall in this place. Already there, already there. Now, I want you to slip up your hands. After we pray this prayer, when I say now, the Holy Spirit is going to fall. All my altar workers and me, we're going to start laying hands on you. And people are going to be filled by the hundreds in this room. They're going to be filled by the hundreds online. Don't complicate it. Don't worry about it. Don't get uptight about it. Stop saying what if. And just worship the Lord. When I say now, I want everybody that's filled with the Holy Spirit, when I say now, I want this whole house to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. I want every person in this room, I want every praiser on this stage, I want every one of our sound, of our sound people, every one of our technicians, every one of our musicians, pray in the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, we are going to breathe power all in this house, and the unfilled are gonna be filled. Nobody's speaking in English, people are gonna begin to speak in other tongues. But you who are not filled and never been filled, today is your day. Get in faith. When that word comes to your mind, you've got to speak it. Somebody say, I've got to speak it. I've got to speak it. I've got to speak it. All right, raise your hands now. Get ready, altar workers. Get ready, church, to pray in the Spirit. Pray, pray after me. Pray right now. Very loud. Pray right now. In the name of Jesus, I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
I want to walk in the fullness that came to the church on the day of Pentecost. I want my prayer language. I want a fresh touch. I want power from on high. I worship you. I magnify you. I honor you. And I declare, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. He's here. He's here. Say hallelujah. Say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit now. He's pouring it out right now. He's feeling people right now. Speak it in faith. Speak it in faith. Come on, put the mic in your mouth.
is it. This is it. If you don't have it yet, just raise your hand to begin to worship. Don't give up. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't overthink it. Close your eyes. Shut yourself in with the Lord. Speak it by faith. Speak it by faith. I'm watching people be filled all over this house. Wherever you're watching my live stream, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on in the back, pray in the Spirit. Pray in this direction. In the back, pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Everybody lift your hand. Everybody worship the Lord. Everybody pray in the Holy Ghost. Every musician. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Every young person, pray in the Holy Ghost. Every mama, come on.
the shaking, it's bringing the shifting right now. Hallelujah. Hold the music. Now I want everybody in the room to lift your voice and pray in tongues. One, two, three, do it. Come on, every worshiper. Come on, lift it up loud. This is what the upper room sounded like. Come on, let the world hear you online. Turn those mics up. Let the world hear Pentecost online right now. Every worshiper pray in the Holy Ghost. Every praiser on this stage pray in the Holy Ghost. This is what happened in the upper room. That's it. There it is. Let it roll. Kamamamaya. Let it roll. If you've got it, pray in the Holy Ghost like you mean it. Pray in the Holy Ghost like you mean it. Pray in the Holy Ghost like you mean it. Pray like it's shifting your situation. Pray like it's shifting your life. There's a shape that's bringing a shift right now. No organ, no piano, no drums, no bass. No guitar, your voice, your voice is bringing the shift. Your voice is bringing the shift. Your voice is bringing the shift. Come on, I want you in the audience right now. In the peripheral, raise your hands. Pray in the Holy Ghost right now. God said he's bringing revival. God said he's moving situations. God said the dunamis in you is working. The dynamite in you is working. It's working. It's working. Oh, come on, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. You're dislodging things right now. Reinforcements from heaven are coming right now. Supernatural outpouring. Hallelujah. Your Alos Pericletos, he's in battle for you right now. Come on. You're praying against attacks right now. You don't even know it. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is praying for you right now. Praying through you right now. Attacks are being thwarted. That's it. That's it. Come on, just another minute more. Just another minute more. Just another minute more. Just another minute more. Come on. Somebody's going in. Somebody's going in. Hey, hey. Endued with power. Endued with power. Sixty seconds more. Come on. Collectively, 60 seconds more. Throw your hands up if you didn't get feel worshiping. If you're feel praying the Holy Spirit. Forty-five seconds more. Glory to God. Let that intensity, let him 
inside of you. Let passion arise inside of you. 30 seconds more. The Lord said if you only knew what you were moving. The Lord said if you only knew what you were moving. If you only knew what you were moving, pray in the Holy Ghost right now. If you only knew what you were moving. Obstacles are moving. Mountains are moving. Attacks are ceasing. The enemy is fleeing. Yes, doors are opening. Oh, I know I said I was going to stop, but I can't stop for just a minute. Press in, press in, press in, press in. You need this. Your family needs this. Your future requires this. Your purpose. Come on, I, I want some young people praying in the Holy Ghost right now. Come here, Channing. Come here, Channing. Come here, Chan. Take my mic, 18 years old. I declare every young person will walk in Pentecostal power. Pray in the Holy Ghost with my mic. I see children coming in. I see sons coming in. 
I see daughters coming in. I see, I see, I see ailments being healed. I see sicknesses being healed right now. I see problems being solved. I see doors being opened because the Holy Ghost has had his way. He's praying through you. I see mysteries being revealed right now. Glory to God of maroon power. My, my, my. Spirit of intercession is on somebody. The spirit of intercession is on a mama right now. The spirit of intercession is hit the house. Shadarabababokoshataya. Shadarabababokoshataya. Can't have our daughters. Can't have our sons. Satan, you won't have our future. We war in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Just turn around and touch somebody right now and pray in the Holy Spirit. If you're not full of the Holy Spirit, just pray for them right now. Find somebody and touch them. People are moving right now. Problems are moving right now. Mountains are moving right now. Hallelujah. Demons are moving right now. Devils are trembling right now. Issues are being resolved right now. We're not taking it, devil. We're not taking it, devil. We're not taking it, devil. We've got reinforcements. You were in trouble when I could pray in English, but now look who's talking. Look who's praying now. Look who's talking now. Look who's interceding now. He's in the room. He's in the room. He's in you. He's in you. He's in you. Folks, we can't dismiss this. We can't dismiss this. I'm sorry. But if you have to go, you can go. But there's some people that's going to stay in this place. God is in this room, and we're going to let God have his way. We're going to let God have his way for the next few minutes. You need to press. You need to press. I'm not going to dismiss this service today. I can't. God said, I'm here. Come on, pray for that person in the Holy Ghost. Speak the power of God over their life. Power from on high. Power from on high. The fire is falling. 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 This ain't hype, baby. We don't even have a musician playing a chord. This is the Holy Ghost in the house. This is hunger in the house. Cry out. Come on, every praiser, cry out. Come on, just a few more minutes. I can't dismiss it right now. There's too much happening. 
There's too much moving. There's too much shifting. God said, I'm changing things right now. Where's Pastor Don? Bring Pastor Don up here. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Some of you are almost there. You're almost at the point of breakthrough. You're almost there. You're almost there. Bring Pastor Dawn up here. Wherever she's at, get her and bring her. You tear him with that gun. Don't God is releasing the spirit of intercession in this house. He told me to tell you to pray and lead people into a place of intercession. How many of you got children that need to be saved? How many of you got mounds and issues that need to be taken care of? In the Holy Ghost, lead us right now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Somebody give the Lord some glory. 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 No, no, no. I said give the Lord some glory. I want, I want everybody to get compact for just a minute. I'm going to ask you to do something. I, I, wish, I want you to honor what I'm asking you to do. I want everybody to, fi to find a way to where you can touch somebody. I want everybody, if you're in the back, can you guys come and just move close together? And I'm going to finish, but I want everybody, I want you across the aisles today. I want you collectively coming together. Come on, move in. Move in. Let's come together. Let's come together. Let's come together. Let's come together. If you guys wouldn't mind, even in the back, just come right here to the front. I'm about to, I'm about to wind this thing, but I need, I need you, you guys to come. Even in the back, just step up a little bit. But everybody come. Come on, come collectively. Come across the aisles. Come across the aisles. Come across the aisles. Uh, 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 I, want you to, I want you to tell your neighbor, say you've worried long enough. Come on. You've worried long enough. Some of you, some of you have had seasons where you had mapped it out. 
and uh, and you thought it was going to go a certain direction, and uh, you had put all of your eggs in that basket. But the Lord said, "I didn't let that come to pass because I had something better for you." And you say, "Well, how could it be better?" The Lord said, "Trust me." The Lord said, "I didn't allow that relationship to come into fruition." the way you wanted. I didn't allow that job to open. He said, but now you're going to pray with fresh insight. You're going to pray with fresh power. Your children, grandchildren, purpose. Some of you young people, ha, you're dangerous now. You, you were bad when you prayed what you knew. You were pretty bad. You were, you were bad. But now that you can pray what you don't know, you are dangerous. See, I'm not interested in, in raising up a cute little youth ministry. I want to raise up a dangerous youth ministry. So Holy Spirit, you have manifested. Now, today, today, man, we went extra long. And I'm glad. And I'm not even going to close this service out. I couldn't do that. But let me tell you what's going to happen. I'm starting a new series called Aftershocks. Aftershock. See, Pentecost was not the end. It was the beginning. And anytime there's a sizable earthquake, there are always aftershocks that follow. How many of you are ready for some aftershocks in your life? Aftershocks in your finances, aftershocks with your children. I'm going to be teaching Wednesday night how this power changes us individually. I'm going to talk to you about what this power means now. I'm going to show you how to walk in the fullness of it. And then we're going to talk about how we're going to shake this city. Here's what the Lord said to me. You ready? From Memorial Day last Sunday. That's all right. I love that sound. From Memorial Day to Labor Day. God said, I'm going to be shaking Calvary Christian Center. Some of you are going to see miracles. From Memorial Day to Labor Day. You hit Memorial Day in one condition, you're going to hit Labor Day in another condition because there is a shaking that's bringing a shifting into your life from Memorial Day to Labor Day. Somebody declare that. Say, from Memorial Day to Labor Day. Shift it, God. 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 Now I want you to raise that neighbor's hand, Pastor Don come and close us in prayer but listen you don't have to leave you don't have to go uh, wait a minute John where you at sing something while we got our hands up we we can't we can't not just sing a song and thank the Lord come on sing son she come on mama satire let your fire fall let your wind blow let your glory come down come down let your fire fall let your wind blow let your glory come down let your fire fall, let your wind blow, 
Let your glory come down, come down. Let your fire fall, let your wind blow. Let your glory come down. Come on, memorial. Sing it out. Let your fire fall, let your wind blow. Let your glory come down. Memorial Day to Labor Day, declare it. Let your fire fall, let your wind blow. Let your glory come down. Memorial Day to Labor Day, John. Let your fire fall, let your wind blow. Let your glory come down. Let your fire fall down. Let your fire fall, let your wind blow. Let your glory come down. Come on, you're prophesying, you're prophesying. Let your fire fall, let your wind blow. Let your glory come down. Prophesy out of your future. Come on. Let your fire fall. Let your wind blow. Let your glory come down. Let your fire fall. Let your wind blow. Let your glory come down. Come down. Let your fire fall. Say it one more time and Dawn is gonna pray. Let your fire fall. Let your fire fall. Let your wind blow. Let your glory come down. Oh, come on, make it personal. Say, Lord, in my life, let your wind blow. Let your fire fall. Let your glory come down on me, on my life. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for your fresh and filling and your fresh empowering today in the Holy Ghost. I pray, Lord, that you would bless your people. Lord, that this would only be the beginning of a powerful, change, transformed life. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen for what you encountered today. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a shout if you love him. We love you so much. Don't miss Wednesday night. I'm going to let you shout one more time. One, two, three. Give him a shout of praise. Let your fire. Let your fire fall. Let your wind blow. Let your glory come down. Come down. Let your fire fall. Let your wind blow. Let your glory come down. Let your fire fall. Let your fire fall. Let your wind blow. Let your glory come down.